It's 11 minutes now before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. We're under the microscope this evening and uh, we're joined by the uh, IEC, the Independent Electoral Commission, uh, and uh, their Chief Electoral Officer, Simon Mavalo, joins me now on the line. Prasai, good evening to you and welcome. And uh, of course, uh, apologies once again for that mix-up earlier. Not, not a problem at all and good evening. Uh, Brasai, I want us maybe to start off, I guess, uh, many of our listeners anticipating and expecting that uh, we'll have local government elections this year. But, uh, you know, if, um, uh, uh, you know, the sort of pace of progress with some of the by-elections that were set to happen uh, is anything to go by, uh, that uh, probably isn't a foregone conclusion. And a lot of that having to do with where we find ourselves uh, in terms of the public health response to COVID-19. Well, two imperatives. One... It's a constitutional imperative to have an election uh, within a certain time frame. And pertinent to local government election, the term ends, uh, the five-year term ends on uh, at the beginning of August. And within 90 days of that expiry of term, uh, an election must be held, which takes us to the beginning of November. Um, so we as a country uh, have got to be alive uh, to the constitutional uh, injunction to conduct elections. Yet, at the same time, uh, one cannot ignore the public health consideration. Um, and we do not know at this point whether um, uh, what the trajectory of the pandemic is going to be uh, over the next few months. Neither do we know for certain what the extent of um, a population immunity would be owing to the vaccination program. Sure. So as an electoral commission, as a state body charged with the management of elections, we've got to prepare on the basis of what the constitutional provisions are. And if there were to be changes to when this election is going to be taking place, we will then adjust uh, plans accordingly. Mm. But okay. at the moment, we're working as if an election is happening in line with the constitutional timelines. Mm, mm. Now, now, we know, I, I guess, there's quite a lot that goes into an election prior to the day of the voting itself. Um, you know, there's um, successive weekends where people are asked to come and update their details on the voters' role, come in and register. Uh, w- with what you see now, do we anticipate that there will be fewer opportunities for potential voters to do that going forward? Um, the, we will have certainly a, a registration weekend, details of which um, will be will be announced um, as, as as we go along. Um, but additional modi- modalities of registering people will also be introduced, i.e., um, electronic registration for those young people, especially who um, do their normal business, their normal conversations on um, on smart devices and so on. Uh, so those types of modalities will now be opened um, so as to decongest the number of people going to, uh, to voting stations for purposes of registration. Uh, but that will be an additional modality. In other words, it's not cancelling your traditional uh, registration weekend. And uh, I mean, I guess there's also been, uh, you know, a few developments that have occurred in the last while uh, that I want uh, to maybe hear your views on, uh, Mr. Mamabolo. One of those is the 
Political Party Funding Act and uh, some disclosures there that are going to be made to the IEC. Uh, in your considered view, um, you know, how, how is the work that uh, the IEC undertakes going to change in this moment? Uh, what would some of the responsibilities uh, uh, that are going to be, uh, I guess, apportioned to the IEC as part of the Political Party Funding Act? Oh, the, um, our work is going to expand in scope uh, undoubtedly uh, because now uh, we've, we, we're not only going to be dispensing the rather dispensing uh, the public funds that uh, are made available to political parties. We now need to receive on a quarterly basis uh, disclosures both uh, by political parties as well as by donors. So on a quarterly basis, parties must disclose and will have to issue a quarterly report. Um, if, they are, if there's non-compliance on the part of political parties, we've got to issue directions uh, to ensure that parties comply. If there are complaints, there's got to be uh, an investigation carried out and so on. Now, the requirement for disclosure uh, is any amount above 100,000 rands. So if any person makes a cumulative donation um, equaling or above 100,000 rands, that has got to be uh, declared. Uh, and no one can uh, donate uh, um, in any uh, financial year over 15 million rands. And there are a number of prohibited um, prohibited uh, donations, certainly donations from state-owned enterprises, SOEs, donations from uh, um, proceeds of crime, donations from foreign government or foreign entities, and so on, are all outlawed. The only possibility for foreign um, funding is uh, funding that comes from entities which is meant for skills development uh, as well as um, a training. And, and you know, how long does it take, I mean, to, to hit the ground running in terms of, one, the capacity internally to receive these disclosures, one, to, to then thereafter analyze them, suggest remedial action, uh, um, and, and does that current capacity exist in the IEC, or uh, I guess will new resources, both human and financial, need to be expended in order to capacitate it accordingly? Well, we've been working uh, over the last two years, um, since uh, Parliament began discussing this, um, we have established a very small unit uh, within uh, our administration uh, to look at this. Depending on uh, how big uh, the volumes are going to be, we may need to expand um, over time. We have also had, have had to build a, 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 an IT application system uh, on which political parties and donors are going to be um, making that declaration so that we don't have a huge capturing um, uh, operation once people have um, have, 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 have disclosed their, their donations. So uh, we've been training political parties on the use of that application. We will be intensifying uh, training in the last uh, in the next few weeks. Um, and we we may have to grow organically as the volume of work increases. 
And and maybe I guess uh, you know uh, see oh the last question on my end uh, and and this is something that comes up from time to time especially as we near elections uh, in some political organisations contestations around who is the genuine bona fide leader uh, and uh, one of the organisations where it seems to be I guess a, a recurring theme challengingly so is uh, the Pan Africanist Congress of Azania. Uh, saw a very strongly worded statement and uh, your name thrown about in that statement as well from the PAC earlier on today. Just clarify for us what's happening here uh, and I guess uh, what becomes the role of the IEC in mediating uh, and ensuring that uh, there is, I guess, one candidate uh, or one, I don't know how to put this, sort of, um, you know, uh, one set of candidates for one political party rather than uh, different factions vying for, for legitimacy. Yes, it's a it's a very uh, unfortunate um, uh, development which has really uh, troubled um, uh, us over uh, the last few years. The position, our position, is is as follows: we are an impartial body created by the constitution to oversee election processes. It is not for for us to determine who the leader of a political party is. Members of the party must do that in accordance with uh, their constitution. So we've said to the PAC, um, manage your conflict uh, internally and determine who the leader is, failing which there are judicial forums available to adjudicate disputes, including disputes of this nature. A commission such as ourselves is ill-equipped to deal with those issues, and in fact, at the principal level, it will be inappropriate for the IC to decide who the leader of the uh, PA uh, is, uh, of the PAC should be. Now, these um, accusations that um, have been thrown about, they are not helpful. The point of the matter is the IC is ill-suited to deal with uh, internal party disputes. Hmm. Thank you very much, and uh, certainly, as you <laughs> say, you, you know, yeah, it's an unfortunate. I mean, it's 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 really unfortunate when uh, you know, least of all a historic organisation like that, a liberation movement, uh, finds itself in a situation where, as the IEC, you have to now sort of uh, guide the process and uh, uh, plead that they find one another, and uh, certainly. Uh, an unfortunate uh, set of developments there. But uh, once again, wish you all of the best, I guess, in your new responsibilities as part of the Political Party Funding Act uh, and also in ensuring that we meet our constitutional uh, obligation to uh, have our local government elections this year before November. Thank you very much. Thanks, my brother. Thank you very much. That there was uh, Saima Mabolo. He's the Chief Electoral Officer at the Independent Electoral Commission, the IEC, speaking to us under the microscope this evening. We're going to have to leave it there, folks, and uh, we're back with you again tomorrow, same time, same place. The man with the music is standing by. He's with you from 9 right through to midnight. You have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Thank you.